Hi everyone, this is usually where we put our Treaty 1 acknowledgement, which is important, but a lot of things are happening in the world right now. This episode was recorded before everything really hit the fan. Doc and I can barely begin to understand what many people face on a regular basis in the United States. For whatever it's worth from these weird Canadians, one of whom is Indigenous and openly queer, please know that we stand with you. Stay safe, wear safety gear including masks, wash your hands, and fight on. Black Lives Matter. Hi, and welcome to Creative Conundrums. I'm Googly Doc. And I'm Senpai. We're here to talk about our struggles and triumphs as creatives. And answer creative questions asked by you, our loving and sometimes bizarre podcast family. If you have any questions for future shows, send them to creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Hey everybody, I'm the incredible, the incomparable, and the incomprehensible Googly Doc. And I am, I, oh shit, I didn't come up with a good title sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's I, recording day then? I guess that's my title then, is just I didn't come up with a good name. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going today? Uh, well, let's jump right into challenges. Because I have a story for you. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 ready. Hit me. And, and you might have seen it on Twitter for anybody listening, but um, it's been getting warm here, as you may have realized, Doc. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but because of this pandemic, I don't have anybody to help me put my air conditioner in. So I'm like, oh, okay, boy. well maybe I'll try and do it myself. That seems like not too bad an idea. I have, like, the the table sitting in front of the window. Like, everything seems like it would be a good idea, right? Okay. And, the... yeah, you, I could figure you could do that. I'm, I mean, I've lost a lot of my upper body strength, which really sucks. Uh, but the plan oh. was to have, um, like, basically lift the air conditioner onto the coffee table and then the table and then put it into the uh, window. But... Before I decided to do all of that and worry about the actual air conditioner, I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and prep the window, open it, make sure that, like, you know, I can do that part. And then that's when things went wrong. Oh, boy. I went to lean kind of against and on the table, and all of a sudden, it just kind of cracked. Oh, no. The, the leg of it kind of split apart and came off. It, like, the, the glue on it looks really, really old. And so I fell uh, onto my oh. poor cat. He's fine. <laughs> he was very spooked for a while, though. Right, buddy? Mm. Yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah, so my back was really hurting me this week. It seems to be better though like there's still a little bit of pain if i like push on the part that was like really really affected but i'm, I'm good now oh man so that probably smarted <laughs> <laughs> so i don't have my air conditioner up <laughs> this could have been a lot worse i could have had the air conditioner on the table already and then that would have happened yeah, yeah. so thankfully it's not as bad as it could have been yeah, that could have been very, very bad. Yeah. 
Um, I don't remember how heavy it is, and it's currently still in my closet underneath some totes, and I just haven't uh, haven't really gotten a chance to take it out, and I, I'm kind of scared to right now. And the table's still lying on the floor. <laughs> like, is it's... there anybody who can mask up and help who is not in like a, a high risk job that you know? Um, I've tried. I've been trying to figure that out for the last few days, and I just. I, I've kind of put it on the back burner for now because then it, it got like really chilly yesterday by all comparison yeah. and yeah. Uh, and I was like yeah it's fine good it's fine I have I have two fans in the apartment so I'm I'm okay I'm not gonna die um, but it's uh it's gonna start sucking soon <laughs> oh man I just came up with some really bad stuff uh oh uh oh two fans in your apartment Oh no. And it's going to start sucking soon. I mean, they've uh, the one has been blowing me all night, so. <laughs> For like days now. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> you went there. I, I did took go it there. Further. I did go there. I did go there. And that was extremely clever. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh... Let's see, what else have we been I've been dealing with a little bit of writer's block too, which has just been kind of crummy. And then I think those are the big ones. Yeah, my road my roadblocks have been mostly health related too. Um I've had uh, a number of uh, sarcoidosis attacks over the last few weeks, and it's been uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, my liver swelled up and my lungs haven't been doing too well and uh, my meds seem to get control of it but uh, yeah it, it, it hasn't been pleasant <laughs> so meds essentially just control it right they, they don't obviously there's no cure for sarcoidosis right uh, it forces it into remission eventually hmm. but uh, one of the key uh, medications that um, forces it back into remission does nasty stuff to you. So I'm trying not. Uh, I'm trying to just kind of fight it off without that particular medication because it's that one's nasty. Which medication is that? Prednisone. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on that when I had uh, pneumonia a couple years ago. That was not fun. Should, yeah, it's not. It, it's, it's not rough on your stomach. Yeah. And <laughs> it eats, if you eat, take it for long enough and often enough, it eats your bones. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Uh, lots of fun, super fun side effects of that one. Um, yeah. But it, it saved my life. Yeah. Essentially. Because it, 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 it puts a its foot down on the cytokine storms that cause what is happening to me right now. So, just it just says no. You're not doing this anymore. <laughs> the, I do like that aspect of it. That's good. Yep. Oh right. Yeah, One of the other things I wanted to bring oh, up because last time, last time there were a few questions that we couldn't. That I was like, I don't. I, I'm not in the headspace to be able to do that today. Uh, last time we recorded, and it wasn't supposed to quite be that way. But the last time we recorded was actually. Um, the birthday of it was the same day as the birthday of uh, a friend of mine who passed away so 
But dealing yeah. a little bit with some of those issues. I'm officially older than he's ever been. And on his mm. birthday. It, it, it's... It's, oh. it's messing with me real bad. Yeah. Well, I'm around. <laughs> I Yeah, you are. And I love you for that, and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm sad that he can't be around to share in all of the glorious, wonderful, whatever the fuck we make. Yep. Me too. <laughs> me too. Oh! One of the creative things that you and I have been doing that has not roadblockish been like, if Doc can sentence, is... Uh, those uh, were words. Um, those were words, not necessarily in the order I wanted them in. <laughs> but we actually ended up playing World of Warcraft with me for the first time. And I Warcraft. It Ted. was it was great. Honestly, I think we should maybe do a series. Doc likes to go through the quest text, and I love this because I, I I do like going through the text te quest text sometimes. Usually, I'm kind of in a hurry to level, so I'm just like, all right, let's go, let's do this. Um, and I miss I miss things, even as a Lorna, I miss things. And I'm I all about the back. story. I'm all about the story. And so Doc actually read all of the stuff in, in voices, and it was great. I loved it. I think we need to do stuff like that for, for like, maybe YouTube or something. Because that was fun. That was so much fun. Uh, what was the last thing that you heard? Uh, the last thing I heard was... I think... Okay. I, we, we le I, I think I left it off at a decently good point. Yeah? That, that okay. we're okay. Um, it was the, because uh, I was talking about we should do more stuff like there you we go, reading yeah. quest text. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a series uh, about me reading, uh, with me reading quest text. That's hard to say, isn't it? Quest text? Quest text. Quest text. Quest text. I uh, mean, I've. Brefix. I guess I've been saying it. it for so long that it's like, eh. <laughs> and yet I can't say a lot of other words on a regular basis, so I don't really know, I don't think I'm really the person to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... So, you, you want to do a series with me reading the quest text? Yes. I think we, we should do that at some point. Um, okay. I know that, I know that, uh, Keely had a good time. Yes. Uh, it was her first time too, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think she's like played a little bit before, like bits here and there, but nothing like super seriously like me and Zap. As yeah, an example. Yeah, you, that that was kind of okay. I I'm a completionist, and I love to immerse myself in the story. And and <laughs> Zach and Dave, and 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 you were going okay. Blip blip. There's the quest. Okay, see you. Bye bye. <laughs> It, I, I, I should I should say because there are time like there are playthroughs that I will go through and actually read all of the quest text and everything. It's just <laughs> that there's like when we only have a certain amount of time to play together, it's like, well, let's let's go get this done fast. We're gonna get you to the end game stuff. We're gonna get you to the like the real like meat of the story of what's going on right now, kind of thing, right? Okay. So, okay. Because there, there is so much story to Warcraft uh, in general. And so, yeah. 
Um, I think one thing that I'd really like to do with you at some point, and I don't know how we're going to schedule this, because the one thing that I want to show you is at the same time as my raid nights. Um, uh. There is a an, an improv night that goes on on uh, one of the servers that I have characters on. Where it's, an improv night. They have an improv night uh, in-game. And he streams it, too. So... I want to show you that. Okay. The All right. The only good. thing is, it's on the same night as my like super serious raid night, so it's kind of hard to. Uh, I might have uh, to. Yeah, I don't know. I I might have to like. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll figure something out for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just t just tell your group. Hey, look. There's this thing going on. And yeah. Now. <laughs> Well, the thing is, Everybody... I have 19 other people counting on me to be there, so it's it's kind of hard to just be like, yeah, I gotta go for a date. The amazing, the most amazing thing uh, about uh, my sojourn into the world of Warcraft is the fact that I was playing a, a priest, a healer, cleric type, and everybody said, Doc, um... No, 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 no! Stop you gotta hitting be a shit. <laughs> I was learning all the Twitch stuff, right? And so I was attacking everything and pulling everything, and I was doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. You were. Everybody goes, yeah, yeah, Doc, you need to be a fighter. So I said, oh, fine. So I created a fighter, and uh, he is now leveled up to where my cleric was when everybody was playing together, and uh, his name is Testocles. Which is um, amazing. It's Greek. You know what it means? <laughs> do, do do I Meanful. even? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, do do we actually need to ask this? Because I, I feel like this is a rhetorical question where we all know the answer. <laughs> and it was. Testocles. Because he was a test character. And when I was creating him, because I, I just wanted to test to see if I liked being a fighter, so I typed in test. And then the rest kind of tagged itself on to the end of that. <laughs> and I went, that's my, that's my name. I, I feel like that actually just kind of explains all of your brain's processes. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. <laughs> yep. I still love the name that my my uh, guildy gave to my that druid. Senseless is is the name of that druid that I'm going to be leveling with y'all, and uh, I'm like, yeah, that's that's super fitting. Very nice. It's like herding cats with y'all <laughs> <laughs> in such a wonderful way. <laughs> you know what I realized? Hmm. I can actually kill things faster. Like I, I went through with my uh, with my cleric solo for a little bit, just to just to see the difference between the two characters. Uh, like, and I realized that I can kill faster with my cleric than I can with my my fighter. So that's gonna vary a lot over the next little bit, because um, early, early. How to explain power levels at early levels? It's all kind of super jumbled. Oh, okay. Because uh, they've, they've changed so much in terms of, like, 
how powerful your character is that they they want to get you through like because wow classic like vanilla wow used to be about the journey itself and getting to 60 and getting to you know do all the raids and stuff whereas now there there's a much bigger focus on the end game mm, okay so it, it's it, it's much less about the journey itself and more about the the where you get to okay so okay. it's 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 really hard to be like oh yeah no this is this is it it's it, it's so hard to do that because um yeah uh at 120 on a priest you cannot kill things that fast <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know it I, I realized that uh the the beginning quests between the two realms that the characters are on Mm-hmm. The human realm story is much better than the one in where we are right now. The also the Draenei story, we they didn't up they didn't change any of that at all. The hu- every some zones did not get an upgrade with the cataclysm and Azure Mist Isle, the land of the Draenei, did not get that upgrade at all. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense then. But um, I have gotten over my my qualms with the controls because now I understand why they are the way they are, and I've gotten used to them. Yay! I'm so happy. Okay, what else have I been doing creative? What okay? What what else have you been doing creatively aside from playing World of Warcraft and reading things in amazing voices? Uh, I have been continuing to edit whenever I'm not bedridden. Um, uh, the Shift Quest podcast, and uh, I have actually started just running a, a an RPG um, for me and not anything work related, which is something that I didn't realize I needed, and uh, it's actually starting to go now. So, and I was able to introduce two new players to role playing, and that's the group I'm running for. Neat. And, uh, yeah, so I've got two new role-playing game fans. Nice. And what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been working on outlining my novels, because I want to get those finished. Yep. And I've been working on Over to Boards, but uh, not so much in terms of anything creative. But I've been trying to work with uh, trying to get a hold of berserk who is the company that that um created tabletop simulator because ben and i are going to be releasing that exclusively digitally first because of covid and all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh, until there's a vaccine and so we're we're hoping that we can partner up with those guys to uh, get over to boards out into the public and do a Kickstarter. But the thing is, um, the unfortunate thing is, we not everybody has Tabletop Simulator, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to have, hey, this, you get Tabletop Simulator plus over to boards if you don't already have Tabletop Simulator if you buy in at this level. But I can't do that without talking to berserk and getting them on board first yeah and well, i was if... kind of thinking about that too because they actually have dlc but i don't think they make a lot of their dlc i think they just kind of have it available 
the, the game the game companies that create the games are the ones that put up the digital content most of the time and then there's fan created stuff too but uh that's not for sale it's for that's in the uh well no i'm saying aside from the fan create like aside from the steam workshop stuff like there's actual dlc specifically for tabletop simulator that you pay for that i don't think a lot of it is developed by berserk games i could be wrong but that that dlc is the games right yeah and that's what we want to do we want to get our stuff yeah. like as in dlc like paid dlc that that gives us money right because that's how it works uh we tabletop simulator gets a chunk of the money we get a chunk of the money and the game gets sold online digitally that's it, how that dlc works exactly yeah and um in order to make sure that the development end gets paid for, I need to run the Kickstarter. Yeah. I would just say, like, I think there's, like, an avenue for this. Because I don't, I don't believe, I could be wrong, but I don't believe that um, they actually develop a lot of their DLC. I think it's developed by a lot of other people, too. So Yeah. I, I don't think they develop it either. But, again, I could be wrong. Maybe these companies go to Tabletop Simulator and Tabletop Simulator... He's like, yes, uh, give us your money and, and we'll do the thing. We'll release the thing and it'll be fine. And it'll be great. Right, exactly. But thing is, is uh, Ben is able to recreate over the boards completely digitally uh, and, and it's, a, it's a true recreation. Yeah, and he's been doing a great job of that. Yeah, so uh, we don't need any development work from berserk themselves but we need to say hey look the game is online but if you want over the boards online you're gonna have to get it through tabletop simulator and you have to pay for tabletop simulator so i'm gonna try and work out a deal with berserk to increase their customer base yeah and get over the boards out there at the same time and that's what i've been working on is uh the business end of the creative end that's exciting. I, I hope that works out. Me too. Now, what have you been up to? I have been streaming and writing a lot of research the last little bit um, about trolls and learning things about the trolls of Warcraft and how they keep Crota subbing this... Ugh. I'm going to save that for the episode because it's amazing. But goddamn... Of Azeroth history, we're recording it. Oh, um, okay. It'll be up the it, on Sunday after this is released. So on the sa- no sixth, seventh of June. Seventh of June. Okay. <laughs> our our episode will be going up. I oh wow, that's I really wish I remembered days and stuff. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is this episode isn't going up until we play with uh, with Keely, Dave, and and Zach again. Yeah. So uh, they will have heard my character's name and played with my character. Yeah. And then they'll come back and listen <laughs> to this and be like, fuck <laughs> sakes. <laughs> they will all have played with my testicles. Which, and, uh, 
I, I fully intend to stream all of these play sessions as well. Um, so yeah, check those out on Twitch. Because hurting fucking cats. <laughs> well, Healy and I aren't exactly good at keeping up because we're we're all going like this world is big and we're running around we don't know where everything is and then we're just following the arrow and that's, and, that's why and, you let your scroll sage you know do all the explaining of the world it's it's me and, right here <laughs> and mooning us and <laughs> literally and figuratively because your your I, little I've... symbol is moon I'm not going bear and, though, so I will not be mooning you anymore. I and will be you played with your toy, and we're all naked on us. And I will be leafing you, uh, because I'll be healing <laughs> as a druid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've also been kind of working on a dictionary for you of terms that you'll probably need to know. Uh, there, I I'm having a hard time thinking of those. So if anybody knows what Doc needs to understand of World of Warcraft and has any suggestions, hit me up on Twitter, please. <laughs> yeah, I learned that pug is not a dog. It is and it isn't. We'll we'll get into that later. Because um, apparently there's nuance to these words that I don't know either. Absolutely, and it's gonna be like, funny. It's like Zathras. What's that? Ha! It's a Babylon 5 reference. Okay. All these guys are named Zathras. Sorry. Except there's a slight difference. Zathras. 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 See? There's a difference. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I didn't hear the difference either. Um... But it was funny. <laughs> I think Babylon 5 was before my time. I'm so sorry. It was actually Babylon 5 and Deep Space 9 were at the same time. Yes, but I had fallen out of all of the nerd shit at that point. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So it was before my true time of embracing the nerd and falling think, down that rabbit hole so far. I think you would like Babylon 5. If you can find a it, place for me to watch it, I will absolutely watch it. I own the DVD sets. I will borrow those DVD sets. Provided they're still in good condition. I don't know if my children have left them in good condition. Okay. Well, find that out, and we'll go from there. Um, but Already. yeah, that's that's all I've been doing creatively. I haven't. I, I've been like kind of plugging away at a, at a couple things here and there, but um, for the most part, I've just been streaming. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, hmm. Question time? Sure. Sounds good to me. You start. All right. If slash when theaters reopen and with the backlog, will there be a blockbuster coming out every other week? Or theaters don't reopen and they stream everything rather than face bankruptcy? And with the production shutdown... How long before the networks and Netflix slash Amazon slash Disney Plus slash CBS all access start running out of material? This is from Albert S. So I don't think they'll release a blockbuster every other week because I think that's a little bit too much. And I think they realize that people aren't going to be able to afford to go to the theater that much. I do hope theaters do reopen because I, I like going to the theater. 
I'm very selective about the movies that I go see in the theater, but I'm, I do like going. Um, and, uh, I mean, didn't Parks and Rec do a whole thing where they were all in a Zoom call and that was the, that was like their reunion episode? Was all the characters in a Zoom call? I don't know. <laughs> Behind. Okay. I, I, I took a long time to get into Parks and Rec, but I swear I saw that being a thing on Twitter. And Community just did a table read via zoom so you know that's a thing yep exactly and there's an uh, there's an awesome gif of donald glover and danny pooty doing the uh socially distant uh handshake it's great yep and i love it it makes me so happy well um i think see i albert you are drastically, drastically underestimating the amount of content on all these platforms. I think that you could probably get Netflix and spend months watching all of the stuff that you haven't seen and then cancel your Netflix account and get, uh, say, Crave and watch that for months. And then cancel that and then watch Amazon for months. And I am 99% certain that Disney and Amazon and, and Netflix and uh, Bell and CBS and all that crap. Because like now everybody's their own freaking cable channel, which pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is so much content that's been created over the last 30 years that I don't think you could... I think you could watch literally for years and still not see everything. Yeah. So they, they they will not run out of content before there's a vaccine. Well, and there's there's no, I mean, so much of content now. <laughs> this is gonna sound really kind of shitty on my part, but like so much of content now is just taking the same old idea and rehashing it a little bit. Like absolutely. absolutely. Look at the Lion King. It's Hamlet with fucking lions. And they still remade it. They did a good job. I really, I loved Donald Glover as uh, as Simba and uh, oh, Tomato Pumba are just, oh, so great. <laughs> Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen did a fucking amazing job of that. I Like, I love it so much. So, yeah, they, they, no, they will never run out of content. They will never run out of content. Uh, matter of fact, like, look, plus I... Helena Bonham Carter and oh shit, I can't remember his name, Jurassic Park guy. I, wow, he's really famous. I should not forget his name. They filmed an entire scene completely in separate homes in separate countries on separate continents, and they filmed it and they put it together and it became a really good scene. So you know they there's there's ways yeah if if it's in the digital media like animated there is no reason for anybody to be in the same place anymore oh Not this was live action way it is. what's that this was live action they filmed it like in their respective kitchens it was great how do they film it in their kitchen like with their phones and stuff i think his wife uh filmed his end and then i think uh tim burton filmed her end Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. 
That's a, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What movie? The, this is, like, this is just them kind of fucking around on Twitter, basically. They filmed an entire scene from their respective kitchens in different homes on different continents. And they put it together, and it became a movie scene. So Was it a like, movie scene where they were on phones? Well, like, they were filming it on their phone. Which, which movie? This isn't an actual movie. Oh. But they, like, this is something that has come out of this pandemic, is that they did that. So oh, yeah, there's course. plenty of room to do anything. Plus, there's, there, there is animation mediums. There, like, there's animation, there's machinima, like what I'm doing. There's, you know, there's so much stuff out there. Absolutely. There, there's content and content and content. And when you want to give up your screen for a while, there are books. Millions, millions of books. Which those you can also get on your screen too, so. Mm-hmm. And Tabletop Simulator and and Discord so you can play role-playing games and there is content that could last you for literally the rest of your life. And beyond. And beyond. We should probably get to another question. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was just a big question. Big <laughs> yeah, question. I know. Uh, from Nate T, can you get beefsteaks from slaying minotaurs? No, but you can from dwarves. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a Neverwinter Nights answer. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to dock stories. I created a dwarf oh, uh, named, named Dougal McBash back in the days when Neverwinter Nights was huge and people used to create instances where they had their own worlds and their own NPCs and their own stories and they were GMing basically online and it was it, it it was like a lot like World of Warcraft but there was a game master running the whole thing like a DM Neat. and and it's it, Neverwinter Nights is one of the most fantastic games ever created and I used to play that online all the time and I was in this one instance that had a whole bunch of stuff like it had cook fires and you got hungry and you got tired and it it was it was very realistic in terms of uh, like D&D tabletop rules like there was starvation and everything right and Dougal wasn't a smart guy and he he got along just by going and killing stuff and 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 I role played him to the hilt and he was one of the things that I used to do was I used to wander around the instance role-playing even if I wasn't in a group and I was by myself and so I would type in stuff that I was saying because Dougal talked to himself and <laughs> and I would uh, I would do it in the talk kind of channel and so only people that were close to me uh, in that channel could read what I was saying at any given time. Except for the GM. The GM can see the whole thing, right? And apparently I had the GM pissing herself <laughs> laughing. Because it just me going, do -ba -do -ba -do. okay, I'm over here and I'm doing this. Hello, dear. And oh, God, I'm being attacked. Oh, die, 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 beat, beat, beat. I was doing that all the time, right? Except I was doing it in in text, because there was no real voice stuff back then that was effective. You delightful nerd. And uh, 
So I, I, I hired this one, uh, this one NPC named Brock, who's a fighter, to come fight with me, right? And Brock died. And I said, and I went, oh. And so I was very, I, I was very sad as Dougal, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I grabbed Brock's body, and I, I had a, a funeral for Brock because there was nobody there to remember Brock. And so I had this big, huge funeral, and I put him on my on my fire as like a, a pyre and I, I cremated him like a like a Norse burial because like I'm a fucking dwarf, right? And and uh, the thing is, whenever you put something into the fire, it turns it into food. <laughs> oh no So Brock turned into food and in my backpack and so I typed into so I typed into the talk chat. I went, food? <laughs> oh, no. And so I'm scratching my head at this point. And this is when a paladin comes by. <gasps> and and very, very, very wounded. And you can't fucking naturally heal or sleep without food. <laughs> and the paladin didn't have food. So, and the paladin's going, oh, God, I need help. Please help me. And so I said, so Brock gave the paladin food. And the only food that Dougal had on hand at the time was Brock. So the the GM is crying laughing, okay? <laughs> and I didn't find out that, that the GM was laughing so hard until afterward. But the GM is crying laughing and says, oh, God, the paladin just cannibalized somebody. And so uses their GM powers to de-level the character and re-level the character as fighter instead. <laughs> and the player's going, what's going on? And stuff like that. And then we explained what happened to the player. And the player starts laughing their ass off, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because my, my stupid-ass dwarf created Brock Stakes. And fed them to the paladin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But Dougal, being stupid, was just trying to help. He was—he was a good guy. He's just dumb. That's it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. So, can you get beef steaks from slaying minotaurs? No, but you can from dwarves. <laughs> Actually, no. Brock was human, so oh, you yeah, can so from you humans. Can yeah, you can get beef. Dwarves can create beef steaks from humans and feed them to other humans. Oh dear. Oh, yeah. So I need to get you on an RP server uh, on World of Warcraft, like immediately, because uh, <laughs> you'll have fun in some of those circles. Uh, I can't beat that answer. Let's go ahead with the next question. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. Universal Basic Income, or UBI, and how it could elevate society to the next social jump for human sustainability. This is from Janan L. I don't know exactly how it's going to look for, like, elevating society to the next social jump. I don't necessarily know how that's going to look. I know that it's going to help our collective mental health. Because if you're not, like, trapped in a job that is literally killing you and sucking the life out of you, 
what can you do with your time? Lots and lots of amazing things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it, universe, this is, universal basic income is the most Star Trek thing that I've ever heard of. Absolutely. And I really hope we can just skip the Mad Max part, you know, we were talking about last time, and, and just go to this Star Trek part. That's, that's cool. Let's do it. Please, 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 please make it a thing, please. See, the thing about universal basic income is it provides the ability for anybody in uh, in a nation to be able to take care of all the basics. Food, shelter, clothing. no, And medical care and whatnot, right? Because, well, because with... The only countries that are going to have UBI are the ones that already have health care anyway. That's, so, yeah... So if you no longer have to worry that you're going to die if your company fires you or gets rid of you or downsizes you for profit, then all of a sudden you can quit whenever you want, can't you? Yep. And so if you aren't happy, you go wherever you feel you want to go. And so companies and will be forced do... to treat people better too, which will be right. fucking amazing. Exactly. And the thing is, is companies are all going to benefit. They're all going to benefit, every single last one of them, by UBI. Even if it costs companies and rich people, in the end, it's all going to be better for the companies that are that are having to pay into this, into the taxes that support this. Because all of a sudden, you've got happy people working for you, and your product is a thousand times better. Yep. And if your people aren't happy and your product isn't a thousand times better, then guess what? There are other up-and-coming companies out there who are small and medium-sized companies who should be replacing you. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of smaller companies out there and medium-sized companies out there who deserve to be big companies because they do good business, but the rules have been created to keep them down, right? Yeah. Universal basic income helps these small and medium-sized businesses. Absolutely. Because most of these small and medium-sized businesses, their income comes from the people who buy stuff. And if people can buy stuff and spend money, which is like, 90 90 to 99 percent of the population is the people that's that keep money flowing through the economy if there's enough money to flow through the economy these small and medium-sized businesses get more money and they can become big but this means they become a threat to the billion dollar companies right which like i don't really understand the whole cons like i don't understand the logic behind like oh no we just need to keep rich people rich because like if poor people can't buy your product how are you gonna sell it who are you gonna sell it to just other rich people they have like five why the fuck do they need to buy another one that's literally what's happening right now yep and i hate it and i the, want it to the end. stock market the stock market's booming and 30 percent of the people in our in 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 canada and the united states are unemployed right now I don't understand. How the hell is that even possible for our economy to be booming so badly when our people are hurting so badly financially? 
it means that the stock market has been completely divorced from how a country is doing economically. The stock market no longer reflects how well we are doing as a people. It only reflects how good rich people's portfolios are and how good they're doing at the shell game above us where it doesn't reach us. The stock market doesn't mean anything anymore. Nobody should have any faith in it or any or or anything in how well a country is doing economically. That kind of bums it, me out, man. It doesn't mean anything. Well, the thing is, the the stock market was created to allow companies that are growing to get capital. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't this day trading bullshit. Yeah, right? whereas now it's turned into this day trading bullshit, and like that just kind of just it it's, makes me sad. And I. Mm. It's people who've gamed the system, and corrupted the system to the point where it doesn't. It isn't doing what it was designed to do. This makes me sad. And. And that's the problem, right? Because it used to be, hey, you give this company money and you help them grow and become successful and then this company just keeps feeding you money for the rest of your life. This is okay. what it was supposed to be for, right? But people are buying and selling trading stocks every hour and maximizing. That's why the stock values are so important and how the company's actually doing isn't. Okay, I think we're getting a little bit off topic of what the actual question was. <laughs> And we still have a bunch of other questions. Let's, let's move on to another one. Right, right, right. Yeah, let's move on. Is Digress, Doc. No, it's me. Okay. Um, this one comes from Darren H. If you had to choose a meme to dedicate to the two, 2010s, what would it be? Oh, shit. If I, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, it would be the one meme that tracks uh, the quality of the Game of Thrones. <laughs> where the early 2010s had the ass of the horse that was like impeccably drawn and and almost like photorealistic and then by the end it's a stick figure this yeah. also makes me sad yeah it's uh it's been a downward spiral since 2010 uh, it hurts <laughs> i i think no, I think that sums it up. I think that that about sums it up. <laughs> uh, another parallel to that one is like how fast the customer wants something, and it's like from an artist, and they have to draw Spider Man, and they're like, "This is it at like ten minutes. This is it at like one minute. This is it at ten seconds." Like it, it, it feels like that too. Yeah. Well, uh, the the speed at which people learn. And the speed at which people consume um, entertainment is much faster. Yeah. And people's attention spans are getting much shorter. But uh, I think there's there's a bit of snapback on that elastic right now. Because people are starting to enjoy stuff like role-playing games and books more now. And yeah, I think it's all making a snap. comeback. And I think that's that's for the better, but... We were yeah. just starting to get back into face-to-face -face stuff when fucking COVID hit, which really pisses me off because yeah. people were starting to get sick and tired of screens, and they were starting to sit down at the table with each other and sit around fires and stuff with each other again and stuff. And thankfully now and, we have Tabletop Simulator. It fixes yeah. all of our problems. We're fine. Ah, I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Tabletop Simulator is, is a good surrogate. But eventually, people are going to want to sit down at a table, and 
and look at each other again. I agree. And, but yeah, I think yeah, the quality quality meme I think is the best one for the for the twenty tens. Yep. It started going downhill in like twenty sixteen. That that's yep. that's where that line is. <laughs> yeah, twenty sixteen is where the line is. Can it's literally just carved right into there. All right. Uh, the... Your question next. Wait, sorry. Quick question. What was the run dates of Game of Thrones? The what? When did Game of Thrones run? Oh God, I don't know. I can't like, remember. When did it start? Was it in 2010? I think it was 2010. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2010. Oh God. Okay, next question. Here we go. All right. Uh, what one thing are you doing to get through the long hours that is working well for you? This is from XW. Uh, music, actually. I've been getting into, like, lo-fi, just, like, relaxing music. And it's it's so delightful. And I love it. And I think more people should embrace that, because it's just, it's relaxing stuff. How about you? Uh, I'm assuming this is meaning like not creative stuff um uh i mean we all know i watch entirely too much star trek so i mean there's that and video games yeah you know what let's count that let's count that because even though video games and stuff uh is just it's it's even though it's your creative stuff, it's still stuff you're doing to get through the long hours, isn't it? It's a little bit of both, yeah. Yeah. I think that's much the same for me too. Like uh a lot of my creative stuff is getting me through the long hours. I I, I put together the, the singing videos because mm-hmm. I I have a hard time uh decompressing without singing. That's fair, yeah. And so I put together the the karaoke videos uh, on Facebook as a way of just doing my karaoke once every couple weeks, right? Yeah. Now I was I was doing that once every couple days for a while because I could only do like one song a day. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, then, of course, my sarcoidosis came out of remission, and I didn't have enough breath in my lungs to be able to sing anymore. So. Uh, that put the kibosh on that. So what I've done instead is started working on getting over to boards Kickstarter going because uh, that needs to go, and I, we, I need to get that up onto mm-hmm. tabletop simulator as fast as I can. And working on my novel and, and uh, finishing up some last last minute freelance stuff and. and and that's it. And well, applying for day jobs, frankly, because uh, the money I make on I mean, EI is not enough to pay for all of my expenses that I've gathered. Throughout. I mean, okay, hang on. Sorry, I'm gonna push back on the applying for day jobs. That's not really getting you through the long hours. That's something that you're doing, but that's not really getting you through, is it? It is actually, because really? uh, being unemployed is is. Uh, uh, and not making enough money is putting a severe amount of stress on me because that uh, I uh, that three months that three bad months thing till you're on the street corner type shit yeah well that's 
that started for me, like in May. I so maybe I find job hunting stressful as fuck, but yeah, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I'm uh, if I don't get a job uh, that pays a certain amount. Well, I no, I understand that part, but I just I I don't understand how applying for jobs is getting you through the long hours of being stuck at home. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I, I find personally job hunting so stressful. I hate it. It's actually relieving stress for me. That's so because, weird, man. Uh, it, cause I'm doing something right to, to alleviate my financial stress. And like, I, like it, I, I either need my business to take off, which means like getting like probably about 50 more patrons or I need a day job. If I don't have one, like I lose my house, I lose my car, I lose everything and I'm on the street. Yeah. So, which brings me back to the whole universal basic income shit. Which would be so nice right now. That'd be so great. Yep. Exactly. Especially because, like, for some of us, job hunting is super stressful. Like, for the longest time, uh, like, when I was unemployed, I've been unemployed for a few stints here and there, and, like, applying for jobs became my full-time job, and it was so horrible. Because you have to write cover letters, you have to apply, you have to, and then you have to fill out the same fucking form 80 gajillion times for just one position, and it's, I hate it so so much and it's like look why did you ask me for my resume when you wanted all of the stuff that is just you want me to fill out all this paperwork with all of the stuff that is on my fucking oh i hate it Mhm. i hate it yep. i hate it so much i hate it i hate it yep god just thinking about that is stressful okay let's go to the next question okay. <laughs> Move it on. Move it on. this comes from bryce w are garden gnomes D gnomes that just can't fully come alive in our world Oh my goodness. That's a good question. It is a great question. Oh my god, they're D&D &D gnomes that pass through the veil only to get stuck in this technocratic web that's got our planet in a stranglehold and they turn to plastic. And they're just trying to save us. And we're stuck. Man, you have not watched New Community, have you? Oh, they, oh my god, they, they came, no, I haven't, and okay. so, holy shit, that's paradox, like in Mage, the Ascension role-playing game, the, the, our, our web of reality cannot handle fantasy gnomes being in our realm, so it turns them into plastic and puts the, and, and so they're stuck in our gardens, and we say, oh, okay, our our collective unconscious can handle these gnomes now because they aren't gnomes they're just pr plastic figurines created in a factory some are stone actual fan or, or stone or whatever yeah they're they're just carvings they aren't actual beings and then reality closes in around them and turns them into statues like like a global medusa Talk about existential crisis here. Dear God. Oh, man. I mm. This is a lot scarier than I thought it was. 
I'm I'm a I'm a fanatical mage the ascension player and that's all about personal horror and so this this question is fantastic so thanks for that uh yeah okay <laughs> so what do you think there win i i think i'm in existential crisis mode um yeah i don't like this answer i don't like this question anymore <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could go we could go like on and on with conspiracy theories and I, I think that's probably not good for my health at the moment what is the proper latin conjugation of romans go home this comes from david r uh this is gonna i'm i can't latin romani ite do, domum romani Ite Donum? Yeah. I I learned it from Monty Python, and I can't remember what he said. I remember the whole scene where he's got Brian by the ear, and he's teaching him to conjugate the yep. verb. But... It was originally Roma... Oh, shit. Hang on. Uh... Romanus Eunt Domus. Was, right. was it he wrote originally? Romans, they go the house. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. The the proper translation is Romani ite domum. Romani ite domum. Romans go home. Romanus aunt domus was was what it was originally. Yes. I just found it. Yep. Uh, Thank you. Thank and you yes, people. I look. I looked it up because <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember what it is. And now, don't do it again. <laughs> and then the other, and then the other Roman freaking patrol comes by and sees him painted, sees that he painted it across the entire wall. Yeah, he's like, he's looking all proud, and then, oh shit, there's another guy. It's so good. Okay. Uh, your question. Yes. Uh, from Liam M. So how does the Hogfather thing work? Is it a Power Rangers deal where you summon the hogs to fight crime? Or do they just have a hog sense and you just trained them? Fuck. All right, Liam. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I have been dubbed the Hogfather because of my armies of feral hogs that have gone around the world and are doing things. It's not a Power Rangers thing, and it's not a Hog Sense thing. I am a bona fide supervillain, and my Hog minions are exactly that. They are my minions. So you're like Gru? I'm like Gru, yes, except Hogs. 30 to 50 per group. But then if they're your, your, your minions, they, they're not feral by um, definition. Oh, they're feral. Oh, they're feral. I gotta keep them feral. Picard, his face in his palms. Although, right now, uh, they can't be in groups of 30 to 50, so it's between, it's 3 to 5. And they, they keep Because <laughs> you can't have my hogs, you know, spreading COVID-19. Okay. Okay. So Doc is back after some technical difficulties. 
on, yep. on your phone. Computers crashing, dying, and uh, no money to get another one. <laughs> and I'm about to lose it on your computer right now. I, I really am. <laughs> so am I. I'm about to take a bat to it. Um, so we'll do one but more question. It's the only thing I got. We'll do one more question and then wrap up uh, for to, for this week. We do we did have a couple more questions, but uh, because of our lovely technical difficulties, which make me want to punch Doc's computer. All right. Uh, so last question, Doc, go ahead and ask. Oh, uh, great game designer or greatest game designer? This is from Bryce W. So I don't know if I know the greatest game designer, but I really love Over to Boards. And I think oh, thank you. And I think everybody who gets a chance to play over to boards should play over to boards, which is of course designed by our own googly doc. Yes, indeed, I made it. And it's it's awesome. Thank you, Win. No problem. It's a. Uh, Did it's, I make uh, you cry been, now? It's uh, close. It's close. I've been working on that since I was like eleven years old, twelve years old. Yeah, and it's finally going to be a reality soon. And uh, just knowing that somebody likes it is uh, something. something. I'll, it's something. Also, the fact that and... you made me cry last episode and then I kind of almost made you cry this episode. I, You know what? I, I'm going to take that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus this answer to my three favorite uh, role-playing game designers, I think. Okay. Robert Schwab. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Kostikin. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm pronouncing his name right. And um, Phil Bricado. They're my three favorite uh, RPG designers of all time. Nice. Uh, Phil Bricado did uh, Mage: The Ascension. Uh, and did uh, he? He was one of the core people for uh, White Wolf back in the day. Uh, Greg Kostikin did things like uh, Tune and Paranoia and uh, a lot of the more comedic games that I spent most of my youth playing because I because it's me, right? Mm-hmm. You big nerd. <laughs> and. Um, uh, Robert uh, has worked on most of the modern role-playing game in the world right now. And uh, he came up with a system of his own called uh, Sh- Shadow of the Demon Lord, uh, his, his own role-playing game, and his own system that kind of uh, drives that whole thing self. Based on the lessons that he learned, working on other role-playing games like 5th edition D&D, Cypher system, and and uh, the Age system, and Warhammer, and oh, he's worked on everything, and he's learned lessons from everything, and he's kind of compiled them together into his own system that runs Shadow of the Demon Lord and Punk Apocalyptic, soon uh, the Mad Wizard, and uh, this system is just it's fantastic. Like I, I can't stress how good it is enough. And he's even got adventure design advice in Shadow of the Demon Lord that is impeccable. And 
it's fantastic. And I would like to give an honorable mention in that regard to uh, Robin Laws, who created Feng Shui, because uh, I uh, use his uh, Hamlet's Hit Points book as an adventure kind of storyline uh, uh, guidebook. Hey, Doc, keep in mind that I need so, links to these people so I can share their work, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you links to all that stuff. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, and then so, I, I guess I should probably also mention Blizzard because obviously I've made most of my work be about their work. Well, who's the, who is the, who's your the favorite designer? Like, who designs the, the adventures and stuff that you like the most? I don't entirely know exactly who does what. Um, okay. Because there's got to be a writer who... Well, here's the thing, is they've all kind of had their hands in different things, and I'm not entirely sure what to accredit to who. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know video, a lot video of Video game the... teams are pretty epic. There's that too, but then there's the fact that like a lot of the like original lore built up of Azeroth is definitely Chris Metzen. And that's like I think he's created probably a good seventy percent of that universe. That's and, probably your favorite one then. And I'm trying to lowball that. I'm pretty sure there's it's, it's a lot more because like he also voices King Varian Rin, and he voices Thrall, who has a hammer because he's based on Thor. Like, yeah, so nerd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then there's a lot of other people who have also done a lot of work on those games, and like, and it's like changed by expansion, so it's it's really hard to yeah. There's lots of right, names. There's right. lots of names, so I'm just gonna put Blizzard as uh, kind of one of my favorite game designers. Okay. Because there's so many. That would be... That'll do it. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know who to credit for making me cry so much uh, through all of the Legion story. And, yeah. So, thank you for crying. (laughs) I thought there was, like, a prolific female writer. Christy Golden. I don't know if she specifically worked on that particular story, though. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of tears. There's been a lot of tears, uh, through Battle for Azeroth too. So yeah, uh, I, again, I don't know exactly what I can attribute to exactly which writer and game designer and who and where and, you know, cause it's such a big world. I don't, it's crazy. Oh man. So yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up to, though today, since I am going to lose it on your computer pretty soon. <laughs> yep. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. I am so angry at your computer right now. It's. I think it's a brick. So. It's like. Th- yeah, I think fucking... I, I think it finally bricked. Oh God, I really hope not, because so uh, you can keep doing stuff. Um. But that's mm-hmm. gonna do it for us today. Uh, check us out. Check out Doc on Facebook, where he is most active. Um, so we'll have links for that in the show notes. Uh, you can also support him on Patreon.com/slash Googly Beard. Googly Beard. Thank you. Is it Googly Beard or Googly Beard Games? Uh, Googly Beard. Okay. Um, follow me on Twitter, where I am somewhat active. I've had to take a step back the last couple of days. Um, twitter.com slash senpai90 i'm also on twitch 
Senpai 90 as well. Uh, remember, there's two Ps in Senpai. And then um, my Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash senpai and bam bam. And I think that's all we have to plug. Alrighty. Is that it? I think so. We're going to call it that. Uh, oh, Azer- Azeroth the History and Shift Quest are two other podcasts. Oh, yes. Yes. So go check those <laughs> out. I, I, I'm in headache mode at this point because I'm just, I'm so mad at your computer. That's, that's where, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to have to worry about my computer any longer because I think it literally has booted up its last. I tried booting it up and it did not even post. Okay. We're so... going to have to put that, um, Warcraft stuff on hold then. That sucks. Well, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, Maybe we'll I can do something to fix it. We'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, yep. thank you so much for joining us. We love you, 3000, and we will notice you next time. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.